Welcome back to Sophie and Sebastian, a podcast of stories for children. In this episode, Sophie and Sebastian have a mystery to solve. Somebody has been up to no good. Will they be able to catch the bad guy? Listen closely, and maybe you can guess who is the rascal that's causing trouble in the neighborhood. This story is called Detectives Clueless and Useless. It was fall time, and the elm trees by the road had shed almost all their leaves. All across the lawn, brittle yellow leaves glittered in the sun. The mountain ash in Mrs. Wilson's yard was covered in beautiful red berries, and the squirrels were making their final preparations for winter. But not everyone was getting ready. A mob of magpies had recently settled in the neighborhood, and they were loud and obnoxious. They bullied the robins, they fought with the crows, and they made snide remarks about everybody. But Sophie and Sebastian cared nothing for the magpies. They jumped on the trampoline, and they climbed in the apple tree. They played with chalk, and they ran in the breeze. Once they even played a clever trick on all the neighbors. They hid in a pile of leaves where they were holding a string that they had attached to Dad's wallet. They had put the wallet on the sidewalk where people were sure to notice it. Meanwhile, the string was covered with leaves. Then, when anyone tried to pick up the wallet, they would yank on the string and quickly pull it back. This always led to a great deal of surprise, followed by uproarious laughter. Unfortunately, Felix and Fritz, the twins from down the road, had seen Sophie and Sebastian play their prank. And when they walked by, Felix stepped on the string before Fritz picked up the wallet. Then they both ran away, and Sophie and Sebastian had to explain to Dad that his wallet had been stolen. But we can help you find it, said Sophie, because we are detectives. I am Inspector Clueless, and this is my assistant, Mr. Useless. Together we are clueless and useless. I don't need clues, and he doesn't use them. That's very helpful, said Dad. If you can tell me who committed the crime, I will give you a reward. What's the reward? asked Sebastian. The reward is that I will forgive you for stealing my wallet in the first place. Oh, fine, said Sophie. Your wallet can be found at the house of Fritz and Felix, 221B Burnham Avenue. You are very welcome. Then Dad ran to retrieve his wallet. The kids had never seen him run that fast. And Sophie and Sebastian went off to have some more fun. But that was not the last time they got to play detectives, because soon after they had an even bigger mystery to solve. And since I'm sure you'll want to hear all the details, let me start at the very beginning. One day, Sophie and Sebastian's older brother Lucas had come home from school with a wooden birdhouse he had made. He wasn't particularly proud of it, and when Sophie asked if she could use it, he said, That's fine. I'm sure no bird would ever want to live in that thing anyway. 
It is pretty ugly, agreed Sophie, but we can use it for something else. Then Sophie went into serious crafting mode. With a lot of effort and a lot of glue and duct tape, she changed the birdhouse into a small library. It had a thatched roof made from tall grasses, a little chimney with tiny bricks painted all around, and puffy white smoke made from cotton balls coming out from the top. In the front was a little door that opened up to a shelf filled with books. Oh, and in the corner was a little gnome in a wooden chair. He was the librarian. Check it out, it's a real library, shouted Sophie. Let's put it in the front yard, and then all our neighbors can take out books. So that is what they did. Sophie and Sebastian gently placed the lending library on a little retaining wall close by the road. With Tessa's help, they made up a sign-out sheet so people could write down what books they had borrowed. And then they picked their favorite books to put on the shelf. Finally, they went to tell all the neighbors about their new library. They told Bert, who was raking the leaves, and Fran, who was just going out to do a few groceries. They told Mrs. Wilson, who was sitting on her porch, wrapped in a quilt and writing a letter to a faraway friend. They also told Sophie's friend Jasmine, and even Fritz and Felix, making sure to explain to them the rules. You can only take out one book at a time, and you have to write it down. Finally, they walked back home to tell Mum and Dad. But as they were walking on the sidewalk, something seemed out of place. The door to the library was wide open, and the librarian was lying on the sidewalk, smashed to pieces. All the books were still there. Oh no, said Sebastian. Somebody has killed him. Who do you think did that? Sophie looked very upset. That was my favorite gnome. He was so cute. And now he's been smashed to figurines. But this is no time to be sad. We will shed a tear for him later. Right now we have a job to do. Come, Sebastian. We have to be detectives. This is a job for clueless and useless. Then Sophie and Sebastian ran into the house and quickly changed into their detective clothes. Sophie wore a striped jacket with elbow patches and a pocket for a notebook, a pen, and, of course, a wooden pipe. She also wore a bowler hat with a peacock feather glued on. Meanwhile, Sebastian wore his policeman costume, which came with a shiny pair of handcuffs and a gun, just in case. When they went outside again, they had to chase away a magpie that was picking at the dead librarian. Shoo, Bert, said Inspector Clueless. He's hardly dead, and already the vultures have gathered for a feast. It's not a vulture, it's a magpie, said Mr. Useless. That's how detectives talk, said Inspector Clueless. Now, why don't you get some of those orange pylons that you use for soccer and put them around the body? That makes it look more like we're actually working. You mean pine cones? Okay, said Mr. Useless, and off he went.
Then Sophie took out her pipe, tapped it a few times, and put it in her mouth. Well, 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 she said. Who could have done this horrible deed? I bet it was Fritz and Felix, said Mr. Useless, who had just returned with a stack of pylons. Impossible, said Inspector Clueless. They may be a couple of crooks, but they were the last people we talked to before we came back here and found that someone had killed the librarian. Plus, we went straight home, so I don't see how they could have done it. What if they used a remote-controlled robot, like one made from Lego? That is possible, but people who like robots don't usually read books. It's because they hate reading that they make a robot to help them with everything. Oh, said Mr. Useless. But if they hate reading, maybe they don't like our library. Good point, said Inspector Clueless. I will write them down in my notebook, just in case. She wrote down Fritz and Felix, with a question mark behind each of their names. Next, Sophie and Sebastian went to have a chat with Mrs. Wilson, who was sitting on her porch enjoying the fresh air. While Sophie talked, Sebastian kept a close eye on the library across the street. Mrs. Wilson was very sad to hear that the librarian had been killed. He was such an attractive little guy, she said. He never said very much, but you felt that you could trust him instantly. Exactly, said Sophie. So can you think of anyone who didn't like him? Mrs. Wilson thought for a while. Well, she said, there is one person. Now, I don't want to make assumptions or cast aspersions. Go ahead, suggested Sophie. All aversions are welcome. Who do you think it is? All right. I didn't see anyone go up to the library, but... But what? But if I were you, I would ask Bert a few pointed questions. Mrs. Wilson had a mysterious smile on her face. I knew it, shouted Sophie. It's got to be Bert. For a while I thought it was Darcy, because you can never trust a cat to do the right thing. But Darcy is your cat and you like books, so it must be Bert. Bye, Mrs. Wilson. Come, Mr. Useless, we've got a job to do. Then Sophie and Sebastian sprinted across the road to talk to Bert, who had nearly finished raking the leaves on his front lawn. Hi, Bert, said Sophie. If you have a minute, we have a few questions for you. Bert stopped raking. Aren't you all dressed up, he said. Am I in trouble? That all depends, said Sophie, on whether or not we like what you say. I'm Detective Clueless, and this is my assistant, Mr. Useless. Bert laughed and then added, Sorry, I meant no disrespect. I'm sure you will do a good job. Then Mr. Useless took out his gun, pointed it at Bert, and said, Have you killed anyone just now? Not recently, no, said Bert. So you did kill someone before that, said Inspector Clueless. Once a bad guy, always a bad guy. Do I look like a bad guy? asked Bert. It doesn't matter what you look like, said Inspector Clueless. 
You might look like an angel, but be a rotten apple on the inside. By the way, is that blood on your rake? She pointed at a reddish flake stuck in the teeth of the rake. Oh, that's just a leaf, said Bert. Well, said Inspector Clueless, I think we had better take a closer look. She took a magnifying glass out of her pocket and knelt down on the grass. Very interesting, she said. It looks like a leaf, it smells like a leaf, but it is definitely blood. She gently picked up the blood and put it in a little Ziploc bag. This is important evidence, she said. Of what? asked Bert. That this rake may have been used to kill a gnome. Jerome? Who is Jerome? No, a gnome. But wait, how did you know that his name is Jerome? That is very suspectable. No one knew his real name except for us. Bert did not know what to say. Aha! shouted Inspector Clueless. We got you. Mr. Useless, place him under arrest. Bert, you are under arrest, said Sebastian. Put your hands in the air and don't move or I will shoot. Bert raised his hands. But shouldn't you ask other people some questions first? I was here the whole time. I couldn't have done it. Ask Fran. Where is Fran? said Sophie. Oh, right, she's doing groceries. Aha, we've got you again. You are just too easy to catch. If Fran was doing groceries, she couldn't have seen you. Oh boy, said Bert. This is looking very serious. I think I may have to phone my lawyer. You will do no such thing, said Sophie. You have to remain silent and come with us so we can put you in jail. Do you understand? Yes. No, you don't. We said you have to remain silent and you said yes. Now we know for sure that you are not very good at listening. Sophie and Sebastian were just about to bring Bert to prison when Fran drove up the driveway. When she got out of the car, Bert said, Help, Fran, I'm being arrested. I'm in big trouble and I have to go to jail. I see, said Fran. I'm not surprised in the least. It was bound to happen one day. You better take him away, kids. He is a big rascal. That is what we're doing, said Sophie. I'm sorry we have to arrest your husband, but he is a bad man. If you want to see what he did, just come with us. We were just heading that way. So then they all marched down to the little library, Sophie leading the way, then Bert and Fran, and finally Sebastian, gun in hand, following behind. Sophie sang the kind of marching song that goes with being a detective. Move it, move it, feet up high, it's Inspector Clueless marching by. Oh, and she's even caught the bad guy. But when they got to the library, things were not exactly as they had left them. The pylons were still standing, and the gnome was still lying on the sidewalk. But now there was a book on the ground, and it looked like someone had attacked some of the pages. 
Little scraps of paper were scattered all over the sidewalk. Oh, no, said Sophie. Now we have to start all over. It can't have been Bert because this has just happened, and we've been keeping a close eye on him. Fran bent down and picked up the book. It's the very hungry caterpillar book. I always liked that one. Sophie looked very sad. That's okay, said Sebastian. Reading is boring anyway. But Fran and Sophie were looking at the page where the book had been lying open. It was dotted with little holes. What does it say on this page? asked Sophie. It might be an important clue. So Fran read the words. On Saturday, the caterpillar ate through one piece of chocolate cake, one ice cream cone, one pickle, one slice of Swiss cheese, one slice of salami, one lollipop, one piece of cherry pie, one sausage, one cupcake, and one... Fran paused. One what? said Sophie. How does it end? I can't read it because there's a white stain over the words. Looks like gum or whiteout, maybe. Can I see? said Sophie. As they were examining the stain through Sophie's magnifying glass, a magpie landed on the library. It screeched at them as if it was warning them to leave. I wish I had a pellet gun, said Bert. I would shoot a bunch of these nasty birds. They're a clever bunch, but they wreck the peace around here. I think, said Fran, looking up, I think that our little friend thinks the library is a birdhouse. Well, it used to be a birdhouse, explained Sophie. And then she suddenly had a thought. Wait, there was a magpie here before, and magpies like stealing things, and they don't like other birds, and they like to eat caterpillars, and they poop on things, and... It's the magpies, she shouted. We have solved the mystery. It wasn't Bert, it was the magpies. Thank goodness, said Bert. Am I free now? You are free, said Sophie. And I'm sorry we respected you so much. Next time we won't bother you with so many questions. Then, with Bert's help, Sophie and Sebastian moved the library to a safer place and made it a little harder to open the front door. Finally, they replaced the gnome with someone new. The next librarian was a little frog, who sat very quietly and didn't care one bit when the birds landed outside to take a closer look. He just stared right through them, and he let everyone sign out their own books, because, like Sebastian, he didn't actually care about reading. He was rather clueless and useless, but everyone liked him just the same. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story. You can let us know what you think by leaving a review on our Facebook page, our website, or on whatever listening platform you use. Hope you'll tune in next time. Bye for now.